Well, it's time for another Board Recap Podcast on a beautiful October day. How are you today, Dr. Smith? Doing great. It is beautiful outside. We have certainly been blessed with great weather lately. Yes, we have. Especially here at Fall Festival time. So let's get underway. Last night's school board meeting, as always, we began the meeting with good news and always a lot of great things to celebrate. Last night, we recognized the fact that we had two students who were national merit semifinalists, um, Drew Claybrooks from North High School and Blake Potawills of Central High School. So that is such an incredible accomplishment. Absolutely. Very proud of them. And then speaking of that, we did have um, a student, actually three students who were National Merit Commended students, which is also uh, extremely uh, a high honor to achieve. We had a student from Wrights High School and two students from Central High School. So really kudos to all those um, students for their academics and their performance. Absolutely. And then we also recognize the fact that recently we did a community spotlight. We're going to try to do these from time to time on social media. We have so many great community supporters and partners, both at the district level of EVSC and at the school level as well. And Mary Reese is one here that we lifted last night. She's over HR at Barry Global and just an incredible supporter. We're very fortunate to be working with her. I I couldn't agree more. I think Evansville is fortunate to have her. uh, She's uh, got an infectious enthusiasm that uh, I think just attracts people to her and, and the things that she believes in. And you could tell that just from reading the comments when we posted that on social media. So many people knew Mary and had, had experienced her and her personality. And you could really tell uh, from their comments how much they appreciated her. You bet. Also, we lifted yesterday at the board meeting that uh, yesterday we began our new attendance notification system. It's called Safe Arrival. That's going very well. So parents uh, will continue to get reminded about that. It's a new way for them to report absences. And it's also a real win for school offices, too, in yeah. terms of efficiencies. The overnight analytics of utilization of that program, I think, was probably better than I thought it would be. And Yeah, definitely. And just some of the comments from uh, elementary school secretaries specifically was, boy, this sure does help with that morning rush. Uh, yes, So definitely. grateful for everybody's work and effort in, in making certain that our parents had yet another opportunity to ease their life in the morning. Yes. Everybody's getting ready for school. <laughs> Certainly. As well as our school staff. Certainly. Um, we also recognized last night the fact that, and we mentioned Bossy High School last night, that was something we had shared on social media, but so many schools celebrated College Go Week last week, really to make just the awareness of opportunities for college uh, for students. And that's not just at high school, we had elementary and middle schools participating, a lot of things that were done uh, really in fun a positive spirit to promote college right. for our students. Once again, just want to make certain that every one of our students understands the world of opportunities that is available to each and every one. Most definitely. And then last thing we lifted last night when we talk about support, uh, we've always had great support out at one of our elementary schools, Scott School, and uh, last Saturday they had their 85th chicken supper. It's an annual addition, an annual tradition, and that is quite a lengthy tradition, 85 years. Absolutely. And I, I did appreciate Pat Shoulder's comment that he was not at the first <laughs> chicken supper that Scott held, but uh, made that clear. Yes. Maybe the second or third. Yes. But like all kind of events that take place at schools, takes so many people working, not just from the school employees, but parents and, and community supporters of those schools. So just a big shout out to them. And anytime this happens at any of our schools, And they have it down to a science. Yes, they do. And that took us through good news. And then 
Uh, we'll start today with the podcast with consent items, if you would. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, consent item 3.01, consideration of the minutes of the September 19th, 2022 regular board meeting. So there, those are attached for one's perusal. Item 3.02, consideration of the allowance of payments. And once again, for this two-week period of time, $10.4 million expenditures is really right in line with where we thought we would be. So appreciative of that. Item 3.03, consideration to approve the purchase from extracurricular accounts. So the board has a policy that is anything that is in excess of $500 then requires board approval if, if schools are going to purchase something from their extracurricular accounts. So Central High School has has a wireless end zone camera that they've installed uh, quite a few years ago, and they are replacing the camera. And the source of funding is 50% athletic fund from the football and then 50% from the Central Football Booster Club. So certainly appreciate the Booster Club's support of all of our school's activities. Talk about behind the scenes. Our Booster Clubs really are phenomenal. And I think it's uh, so appropriate to give a shout out to them during the Fall Festival Week because, yes. my gosh, the kind of effort that it takes to man the, the booths down there from our booster clubs is nothing short of Herculean. So yes, we could not do this without our No, it, it takes all of us, hence our slogan, Better Together. You got it. 3.04, consideration to approve grant proposals. So these grant proposals are all federal grants, uh, Title One, Title Two, and Title Four, all based upon enrollment, and all of these are non-competitive grants. So I think most folks are probably familiar with Title One that is used to support uh, schools based upon the specific needs of their students and Title I served buildings. Title II is really used for professional development for our staff, and we use the vast majority of that funding for our academic coaches because I do firmly believe that everyone deserves opportunity to get better no matter where you are, no matter how good you are. Um, and I, I just often uh, and perhaps it dates me, but uh, talk about Peyton Manning and his mm -hmm. uh, desire to go to a university where he knew that he would receive the best coaching and then also in his professional life, with uh, specifically with the Colts. We won't talk about that other team in Denver. <laughs> that is uh, correct. But how it was so important that he had excellent coaching. Everyone deserves to have great coaching, and the vast majority of our Title II funds are utilized exactly for that purpose. And then Title IV is really, it's a pretty broad grant, two-year cycle, but anything that increases students' access to well-rounded education or improves conditions for learning or the utilization of technology. So those grants are there for one to review. Item 3.05, consideration to approve their agreement with Mass Insight Education and Research. So specifically with this, and we've talked uh, previously on this type of podcast as well as others about our central office reorganization. Mm -hmm. We did, I think for lack of a better phrase, uh, we did really align neighborhoods together. Uh, in the past, there was not the quite, quite the cohesion that I think our schools really deserved in terms of our service from central office to schools. So we brought everybody together in a cohesive unit and that is under the Office of School and the Instructional Corps. Because at the end of the day, it's all about maximizing the supports that we provide to right. our schools so that they can get the business of educating students accomplished. Absolutely. And making certain that our sorts are directly aligned to school improvement plans mm -hmm. and that we don't send either divergent messages or that we don't 
have an approach to schools that take them off task. So that that notion and theory of cohesion is incredibly important. Especially so, in a large district like us. When you are a large district with 40 schools and, and additional programs as well, that just doesn't happen naturally if you're not intentional right. about that focus. Absolutely. So it's important that that work continues to be refined, and I appreciate Mass Insight's support of that, as well as uh, the Office of Accountability. So Office of Accountability, I think, is a great example. We have data specialists in our student support our services, uh, really in the in the IT world, as well as then in the accountability in terms of metrics, in terms of looking at student data and school data, bringing all of that together so that all of the evidence is once again is presented in a cohesive manner. And that's a pretty new department with two divergent uh, departments, if you will, being brought together. So I appreciate the work on making certain, once again, we're in total alignment in support of our schools. And then another big bucket is really doing a deep dive in, on comprehensive student attendance. Um, it's no secret that throughout the nation, post-pandemic, that attendance has been a concern. Um, and we want to make certain that we understand the root cause, that we look for best practices, and that meta-analysis in terms of national research, and then put forward a really unified program that helps uh, our kids be in school each and every day. And uh, I've had a um, former high school principal, who now is the chief officer of the school and instructional corps, that said, you know, if, if we can just, if our students are in school, we can get them to graduate. Well, and you know, it may sound cliche. You see the slogan sometimes schools will say, you know, empty seats don't learn, but right. that is so true. We have it to is. have students here. And if we have them here, we can take them anywhere. It's right. just, they have to be here. They have to be present consistently. Yes. And, and uh, we have to look for ways to make sure that that's happening for all of our students, right. 100% of them. And the dynamics that uh, high school students may experience are different than a kindergarten or first or second or third grader. And then as well as uh, late primary as well as middle school. So we want to look at the entire uh, reach, I would think, of uh, attendance issues and want to make certain that we do everything possible to make certain that our students are in school each and every day. Yes. Moving on to item 3.06, consideration to prove the private music instructor agreements. We've been blessed to have a number of individuals that come into our schools and provide small group or uh, private music instruction for our students at no expense to the general fund or the education fund. Uh, so certainly appreciate the foundation's effort as well as uh, band and orchestra boosters. And we are happy to add two more private instructors to those ranks. Item 3.07, consideration to approve the purchase of book fund and daycare software applications from Marsha Brenner Associates. This really is a precursor to the PowerSchool rollout in 2023. Frequent listeners of the podcast yes. may remember that we are moving to a new uh, student information software as long as HR, finance, packages. Uh, and this is just basically aligning all of those uh, software packages with then the applications that will help book fund as well as daycare. So that will be rolled out in 2023. Item 3.08, consideration to approve the petition to the Indiana Department of Education for the Common School Fund Loan. This is a really a 1% loan that we were provided 
to purchase technology, and the vast majority of this funding, should we receive it, is going to help us uh, provide digital resources. Next is item 3.09, consideration to approve the agreement with Five Star. So this is going to be an application that really does help us track in real time the status of our Chromebooks, including devices that may not be uh, in EVSC any longer. For instance, if a student moves, takes the Chromebook with them, then we're able to recall that back. But most importantly, when it comes to testing, you know, during the pandemic, instead of being able to purchase 6,000 Chromebooks at a time, we had to purchase 200 here, 300 there, another 250, another place. So uh, unfortunately, with the different versions of the Chromebooks also came different versions of the software. As you know, we use our Chromebooks for testing. Well, testing requirements also have very strict uh, requirements for the specific versions of software that are required to run the particular testing app. So that's why it's very important for us to know that the devices that we do have are suitable for making certain that the student can navigate that test. Again, a lot more complicated than it might seem when you have such extensive technology like we have, when you have access for all students. That doesn't just happen without having right. certain systems in place to ensure that students are going to get the most out of that experience. Correct. Item 3.10, consideration through the letter of understanding with Teamsters, Local 215, and the amendment to the driver contract driver agreement. So uh, it's been well noted that we are in the midst of a national bus driver shortage. We are blessed to have so many, so many after-school programs. However, those after-school programs require that the kids then go home after the majority of the kids have been taken home, which puts an additional strain on our current bus drivers. So we're blessed to have 60 contract drivers in addition to uh, the EVSC bus drivers. In the agreement that we have with our bus drivers, it really did not allow for us to then uh, utilize ask, their service. Right, to ask the contract drivers, those 60 contract drivers, if they could help us uh, have students or drive students home with the extra work uh, after our extracurricular activities. So hopefully this will be an opportunity to spread the work out among more people so no individual bus driver will really have to do that day after sure. day after Put a little day. less strain on the system. Right. And again, just for clarification, I think we've said this previously, but contract drivers are drivers that as opposed to employees who work for us in our transportation office, these individuals actually own their own school Correct. bus um, and they operate that and then we enter into a contract with them. And that's why they're called contract yes, drivers. Yes, exactly. We thought long and hard. Yes. What title they should have. Item 311. Uh, consideration to approve change order number one with Empire Contractors for Volga Elementary restroom renovations of 2022. Uh, you know, anytime you do renovations, uh, when you tear the walls down, Never you find some find. interesting things behind it. So um, really, this is the change order. And uh, I think we're very fortunate, you know, in terms of what we found and what we were able to uh, repair once we found that a little less than $18,000 in the change order. So that makes this project complete. And then item 3.12, consideration through the change order number one with Midwest Roofing and Sheet Metal for the Strangtown Elementary Roof Project of 2021. That just, I think, gives the listening public uh, an appreciation of supply chain dynamics. Um, we really needed to wait on some additional roofing uh, product before we could finish that 
project that was started in 2021. That product came in and then Midwest completed the work. So now that is the one and only change order that we will expect from that work on Stringtown Elementary School roof. Yes, complications thanks to all of the supply chain issues. So, yes. but, but all you can do is navigate those and, and our uh, facilities office has done a great job of that working with our contractors. They certainly have and I appreciate the contractors and, and <laughs> how they work around all of the, yes. the supply chain issues that it they is not, have to do. not with. easy for them, no. certainly. That takes us through all of those consent items and into uh, personnel recommendations. So 4.01 personnel recommendations, as I say on our bi-weekly cast, they are there for your perusal. And then two action items last night. The first one dealing with policies with our chief of staff, Rick Cameron. And actually the second one dealing with policies too. The first, basically some changes to policies uh, 0130 and 0140 functions as well as memberships, specifically with the Board of School Trustees. 502 consideration to review the policy 5111, which is the termination of legal settlement. Basically, that is put forward for the board's consideration on an annual basis because of state law. And then moving on to information, uh, 6.01. Once again, in our policy review, uh, Chief of Staff Rick Cameron brought this to the board's attention. And because there were statutory changes um, in the law from the 2022 legislative session, these really are total rewrites of the policies that we did have regarding criminal history background checks. And again, if this seems familiar, we're just doing this each and every board meeting going through all of the policies so that it takes quite a long time to do this, but we want to make sure all of our policies are current and up to date. So that's why you'll continue to hear this on each board recap podcast. And then second item under information, Dr. Smith, and if you could tell us a little more about this, this was the agreement with instruction partners that Dr. Wells presented last time. Yes. So once again, item 6.02, consideration of the agreement with instruction partners, once again, under information. So the board will take this under advisement for two weeks, and then we will ask them to vote uh, on this at our next board meeting. But I'm really excited about this uh, for a number of years. It's been a struggle, I think, uh, and I've wanted to make certain that we can provide some assistance to our teachers. So specifically what Instruction Partners done, they have a phenomenal national reputation. But we have about 21 years of academic standards in Indiana. But we don't have 21, years. 21 right. years, I don't think. <laughs> no, we don't. So if you count kindergarten, we have them for 13 years, okay? So imagine twine, trying excuse me, to squeeze 21 years into 13 years. Not something that I would recommend anyone do. No. And then I don't really want teachers to have to decide as a third or fourth grade teacher that this is something that is absolutely fundamental and we can probably delay or leave this, this standard out not understanding what may be very necessary for a freshman or a sophomore to have when we scaffold all of these standards together. So instruction partners will come in, they will use our standards and use our work, use our maps, and they will scale down and scale back to those essential and enduring standards. So the phonetic pace that, that we may have in some of our classrooms because we're trying to get through as much material, that should be eased a great deal. I think teachers will notice this, students will notice this, and we will all be in alignment based upon the expertise that is a very specific skill set. 
that few in our nation, unfortunately, have. I know that uh, in previous years, we have also solicited this kind of help and this kind of work from university partners. And uh, once they realized what we were asking, <laughs> it's like, that really is beyond what we can do. So I'm grateful. This is just a real win. It mean, really is. It really is. It really is. And it makes sense. Uh, this is, I think, a great example of subtraction actually is addition because we will add more time uh, to in the instructional uh, component of what our teachers provide for our students. And we will do it in a very thoughtful and intentional manner. And then in the second year, then instruction partners will come into one school in each of our zones and really solicit feedback and also provide some some PD in terms of how this is working, adjustments and tweaks that our teachers feel that need to be made in that collaborative, consultative manner. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing the positive impact this is going to have. And that wrapped up last night's information items. Before we wrap up for today, though, not that we hit on it last night, but I did want to lift it just because it's going to be coming up in the near future, and that is our high school options fair. We've been promoting that heavily. If anybody's listening to this, we want them to know as well. Again, if you've forgotten from the last time we said this, that's on Thursday, October 13th at 5 o'clock, Southern Indiana Career and Technical Center on Lynch Road. And great opportunity to go and just talk to people and hear everything you could possibly need to know about each of our high school innovative model options. We have so many options. Just talked to someone the other day who said, I wish I would have had options like this when I was in high school many years ago. So great opportunity. This is primarily for eighth grade families, but certainly uh, the Southern Indiana Career and Tech Centers for juniors and seniors. So you wouldn't even have to be an eighth grader to go to that to hear more about that program. But great programs we have to offer here. Completely agree. And uh, I know each of the programs well. And uh, for instance, uh, if you're the parent of a eighth grade student, you think, you know, geez, uh, traditional high school, pretty large. My son really or daughter thrives in a smaller environment. Well, then there's new tech for you. Yes. Phenomenal. One of the top new tech uh, high schools in the nation uh, in a smaller environment. We, we have options that fit yes. everyone's needs. And some of the options, for example, Shepherd, medical professions, those are half-day options. So the benefit of that is because you're a former high school person. We know some of our high school kids don't want to leave that traditional environment right. completely because of their friends and everything associated with high school. That's a half-day program. We provide transportation. So if you go to Wrights High School, you can stay at Wrights. But for a half day, you go to the other school's programs, and then a, a bus brings you right back. So it's really the best of both worlds. It certainly is. So again, that options fair is Thursday, October 13th, 5 o'clock at Sick Tick out on Lynch Road. And I think that wraps up last night's yeah. board meeting. And I, I just infer, encourage folks to come out. Innovative models, they're designed for you. Yes, most definitely. Thank you for taking the time to go through everything with us. My Dr. pleasure. Smith.